This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Well, making news this week, there is more fallout from Bill C-18, the Online News Act. And in fact, it pits our country, Canada, against old Facebook and the company, the parent company, Meta, and Google. Well, Michael Geist has been following this one for well over a year as it's uh, been in play. He is the Canadian Research Chair in Internet and E-Commerce Law and Professor of Law at the University of Ottawa. Michael, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, a lot has uh, emerged from this, and most of it is seen as not really good news. A lot of apprehension as uh, Bill C-18 becomes a reality. And we're seeing this uh, with fallout and reaction and counter-reaction uh, with Google and uh, Facebook. Is all this concern warranted? What say you? Oh, I think it is. Um, you know, I think this is a terrible own goal by the government and Heritage Minister Pablo Rodriguez, in which I think everybody loses. You know, I mean, it looks like where we are headed is, is that people who do use social media like Facebook to share news in Canada won't be able to. Search results won't be as good on Google. The Canadian news sector, who, this, who was designed to be supported by this bill, is going to take a massive hit, potentially losing large amounts of traffic, have, facing canceled deals, and really losing millions of dollars, and Canadians themselves um, take a hit. And all of this because the government didn't even want to really listen to the concerns and criticisms associated with the legislation and moved ahead with, I think, really the riskiest possible approach. Well, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Uh, I guess they may have looked at Australia and said, they're doing it okay there. Let's talk about what's happened in Australia a little bit, because there is a lot of reference to uh, to this case. There has been, and I think in some ways the government relied too heavily on the notion that, well, if it worked out in Australia, and if they ultimately came back to the table, they being Google and Facebook, they do the same in Canada. But I think they're really drawing the wrong lessons. You know, in many ways, the Australian law had some important differences that actually gave the government in Australia the scope to negotiate some deals specifically with those companies that that brought them on board and actually excluded them from the law. Uh, Here in Canada, the government doesn't have a lot of wiggle room. And those deals in Australia were concluded several years ago, back when the economy was different. You know, Facebook has laid off tens of thousands of people in recent years. The value of news, I think, is perceived to be different. And now that so many people are looking at what's taking place in Canada around the world who think about potential legislative approaches, it actually, I think, makes it less likely that the companies will flip or cave. In some ways, they want to move past that Australian model so that, bad for us, that there's a Canadian model of what happens when a government creates legislation that mandates payments for linking. We're not talking about use of content. We're talking about just links. And the companies say that that's, that's a bridge too far. Now, Google is uh, the search engine used most often. Do we know if this is going to extend to other search engines? Can you just get around it by, uh, you know, switching to something like, um, well, Internet Explorer or whatever it's become now? 
Right. I think you're thinking of Bing. Yeah. Yeah. You probably could do that. Um, The law really just at this stage just does target those two companies. And I think that's a that's a problem because it highlights that people do share links on a whole series of services. It's, It's a little bit hard to understand why a link on, let's say, Bing or a link on Twitter um, or link on TikTok somehow is outside of this, but the links from those two services is included. And especially as we move towards more and more generative AI, I mean, I think there's a sense that more that's how people more and more will see some of this news. Legislation doesn't address that at all. And so the government's not only dug itself into a hole with this legislation, but it's created a bill that, that doesn't really look ahead to where much of this is, is moving. Let's back up just a little bit and take a look at the challenge here the government was trying to address. What was that? Well, I think it's readily apparent to many that the the new sector has struggled and that there's been a a real rise in in the success on digital advertising with those two companies. I think the mistake was thinking that there's a connection between the news linking on those sites and their success in digital advertising. News just doesn't have very much to do with any of that. So the government was looking for a solution. It could have identified a number of other possibilities that wouldn't have raised the risks associated with mandated payments for links, the concerns around risks to independence of the press. But instead, it went with this approach and, you know, had it taken some a different track, for example, a fund model where it would have compelled these companies to contribute a portion of the revenue into a fund to fund journalism, not to fund big, com- big media companies that are indebted or the public broadcaster like the CBC, but rather a fund journalism. The companies themselves seem to suggest they might have been willing to go along with that. But once you say mandated payments for links with uncapped liability, they don't even know how much they're going to be on the hook for other than hundreds of millions of dollars. Companies have made it really clear from day one that that this was something that they weren't comfortable with. The thing that always surprises me with... uh this type of legislation is the fact that governments and the Canadian government thinks that there is this wall, this magic line along the 49th parallel that uh, will never change and we can regulate everything on one side and protect us from everything that happens down south. Is that the forward thinking that's guiding us now going into the future? And will technology kind of make this a moot point? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's less about sort of the ability for Canada to craft its own legislative solutions. I think there is scope to do that uh, and more about making some bad choices. You know, I think if we were concerned about big tech and there are absolutely reasons to think about appropriate regulation, we should have started with privacy and data data issues that these companies have. And, and yet the government has slow walked that legislation. They've really allowed it to languish. And instead, they've prioritized things like Bill C-11, the Streaming Act that raised concerns about regulating user content, and now Bill C-18 that really threatens the, ironically, threatens the new sector itself by leading us to a point where we may find news sharing blocked on Facebook and news links removed from Google. You know, the other thing that surprises me here is an assumption that there is a strong Canadian media right now that's able to fill any void. Uh, This may have been kind of something that was in the thinking long before we saw or started to see so many cuts right across the country, right? Well, you're right that this has been a tough time, to be sure. I do think, though, that we've seen the emergence of a lot of new independent digital first media 
Um, so while the government often cites about cites all the closures that have taken place, there have been hundreds of, of new entities that have emerged. They're, they're obviously not as large as some of the more established ones, but it does point potentially to new innovation and where we may be headed. Part of the problem with the government's legislation is that it, it, it may ultimately harm those new innovative sources the most. I mean, they're the ones that are looking to build audiences or use social media to do it. Uh, alongside search. And if they get cut off there, uh, they're the ones that will be hit the hardest. And that's really where in some ways we ought to be focused in terms of the opportunities that some of these new these new services offer. We're talking with Michael Geis, Canadian Research Chair in Internet and e-commerce law and professor of law at the University of Ottawa. Michael, let's talk about uh, timelines here and impacts. What are we going to see that's different now with this legislation and when? Well, we're not going to see anything immediately. Both companies, Google and Facebook, have said they will stop either news sharing or news links in, on their platforms before the law takes effect. And actually, the government had a bit of an out up until about a week or two ago where the law originally was only going to take effect once regulations were passed. So they could have actually stalled and tried to find some solutions. At the 11th hour during the legislative process, they added an amendment that said that the law will take effect within six months. So uh, they're on the clock. It will take take effect by the end of the year. And it's reasonable to expect that by uh, that end of the year, we'll see these companies uh, remove the links uh, or remove uh, the sharing if, in fact, the legislation remains in the state that it currently is. Do you foresee some negotiations happening between the uh, companies like Google and uh, Meta Facebook and uh, the Canadian government, or do you think this is set and done? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I, and I think the two companies are a little bit, are each have their own path here. You know, I think Meta, Facebook has been clear from day one that news just isn't a big part of their platform. It's about 3% of user feeds, highly substitutable. People spend the same amount of time on the platform, whether it's news or other people's you know, friends' pictures. And so it doesn't sound like they're, they're all that interested in finding middle ground. They, they're just uncomfortable with the legislation and in some ways not unhappy about exiting the news space. Google, on the other hand, clearly has been having conversations. They, I think, want to find some kind of solution. And I expect that we probably will see some negotiations. You know, some people are liking it to a game of chicken, and we'll see who who caves. But, you know, I think the, the problem with that kind of just, you know, the battle between big tech and big government is that there are a lot of jobs that are at stake here. There's a lot of businesses that, that hang in the balance. And, you know, this is, just, you know, it's not a sporting event. This is this is one that has real consequences. I like that analogy, not a sporting event. Not one indeed. Michael Geist, uh, thanks so much for sharing your insights. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me.